Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're off and running on a hump day Wednesday alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We will break down the running back class tonight. Reese Hall, Sean's man crush from the from the fall, <laughs> Kenneth Walker. And uh, we'll get you his thoughts on all those running backs. Could we see a running back go in the first round? The odds would indicate no, but you never know. So we will see. And Sean will break that down. Coming up top of the hour, we'll talk to Matthew Friedman. We've chatted with him quite a bit. Uh, he's got a, another mock draft out. He's also got a couple bets that he's put out there. So uh, we will talk to Mr. Friedman. Our good friend Cody Decker, he will join the program. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little Vladdy Guerrero Jr. because he's got not one, not two, but three homers tonight against the New York Yankees. And apparently that is uh, something of interest to you, Mr. King. It is. Hopefully that's enough. The Yankees currently have. Oh, and it's a tie ball game. Oh, boy. Yep, the light-skinned lover himself, G. Oh! <laughs> warning track power. Look at God smiling down on Big King. That one. Woo! I thought that was gone. Uh, by the way, I have the Blue Jays to finish out a wonderful day in sports gambling for yours truly. They are up 6-4. We're about to enter the top of the ninth, so I want you guys all to put your hands together in front of your TV <laughs> or in your car and clap twice. But good luck for King to finish out and close out this beautiful parlay. By the way, Puck Stradamus had Rangers puck line tonight. Never in doubt. 4-0 win over the Flyers. I had the Mets reverse puck line today because Scherzer. Run line. Well, reverse run line because Scherzer was a small dog. So I actually laid the one and a half with the underdog and got a nice plus 170. I think the Mets won 9-6 yep. was the final score. The, uh, Phillies. So we're just waiting on the Blue Jays. We've already cashed a couple tickets. Uh, one more waiting in the wings. Actually, we have a smaller ticket. Uh, I took Brewers run line. They're up 4-2. I think we're going to the bottom of the ninth. And we're in the bottom of the seventh in Chi-Town. I have the visiting Mariners who are down 4-3. to three. So hopefully they can make a little small comeback. Uh, shout out to the Hawks today. Man, they look good. Uh, did the Hornets look bad? I think they got stuck yes. on 13 for about uh, eight minutes of the first half. But, hey, man, Atlanta's dangerous. They proved last year that if you get hot at the right time, don't forget they were one game away from knocking Milwaukee, who ultimately ended up winning the NBA, cha NBA championship out of the playoffs. Remember when Giannis got hurt? No. And it looked like, oh, man, you know, this is fell apart. They're going to fire the coach in Milwaukee. I they mean, were this going. Is, they, yeah. If they had lost to the Nets oh, in yeah. that second round, they would have fired Budenholzer. Yeah, so – but they didn't. And uh, by the way, another under comes home. <laughs> Never in doubt, right? Never in doubt. <laughs> uh, open 239 and a half, closed 235 and a half. 
It was 132 to 103, Sean. <laughs> the And what was the final what was the uh closing line for the total? 235 and a half. And 132 plus 103 is what? 235. How do they know? And here's the best part of it. If anyone watched the end of this game because it was the result was never in doubt, right? It was a 29-point lead for the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks on their possession ran the shot clock down, took a shot clock violation, 7 seconds to go. LaMelo was was ready to uh ready to get some over tickets to cash at least and uh, I think it was Gorgie Dang the former Louisville Cardinal was the one who said no 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 blocked his shot and we land 235 and a half or 235 shout out to Gorgie Dang uh, I guess for the people that had the under and uh, shame on you to Mr. Dang if you had the over what are you doing playing defense <laughs> on a what was it third uh, 29 point game Come he on, said Dang. no not in my house not in my house. These people here in Atlanta are smart. They saw the line moving, and they rolled with the line movement. He knew that that's how the Atlanta <laughs> so Hawks So I have an rolled. etiquette conversation for you. Okay. Let's just say we were at the Hawks game. We were floor seats right next to Gucci, man, and we were sitting over there. By the way, Jay-Z's getting his miles in. I saw Jay-Z at the uh, Nets game last night. and uh, Tim Anderson just hit a home yeah, run. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And uh, he was at the Hawks game today, so he's getting his frequent flyer miles in. If we were sitting on the floor mm-hmm. and we both had the over, mm-hmm. at what point should we start verbalizing that fact to the players? Because mm. it, it looked like we needed to tear our tickets up till yeah. about three minutes left in the fourth. Then it was like, we might Hopefully get there. On- then about a minute left, you were like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd say about... Uh, say about a couple minutes left in the game. All right. So, like, so, yo, Trey, 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 made a couple threes. I, I want to know what our, our listeners and our, our, our viewers think. <laughs> well, what's the proper etiquette at a sporting event if you actually are invested from a gambling standpoint? Would it be wrong to be like, hey, I need over 236? By the way, uh, shout out to our uh, loyal listener to VEASAN, Frank from Seven Hills, uh-huh. your neighbor. Um, he took in-game over 233 and a half. Wow. Never in doubt. Uh, I do have under in this game. Uh, under, what is it? By the way, I'm not sure who the Ram Mariners have pitching, but we probably should get somebody else. <laughs> Another home run for the White Sox. Yeah. I got, I got in late to the party, so I'm sure that won't burn me, Sean, because right. you get in at 225 and a half when you had a chance to get – I think it was 230 at open. So this will absolutely land 228, and I'll be a loser And you know, uh-huh. opening line. We'll, so we'll see. So, so far, though, overs, or sorry, unders, 3-0 and uh, in the play-in games. But, uh, yeah, what point do you start verbalizing? I don't know. And is it proper etiquette? Yeah, you got you to gotta mention something, especially if the game's on in, like, 132. Yeah, especially at those bench players. You're like, yo, Gorgie Dang. Not I'm getting, not going to call anybody by name. Right? Saying, hey, you're, you're not, guys, total's 236. Or you could just be like, give me some points. Can we get to 237, please? Well, I just, I remember. Soda on aisle one. I remember, <laughs> and it was it was a football game, so it was a little harder for the players to hear. No, they can hear you. But at the Vegas Bowl, uh-huh. Wisconsin had a, like, nine-minute drive to ice the game against Arizona State. The closing number was seven and a half or eight. I can't remember and they had the ball inside the 10-yard line, and all of the fans on the Wisconsin side are yelling, punch it in, 
or I think it was, oh, they had a fourth down. They're like, kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. <laughs> and they did not. 20 to 13 was the <sighs> final score in that one. So I'm sure there were some folks there in Atlanta uh, alerting the players. Maybe they alerted LaMelo and said, hey. Uh, he tried. He tried. Gorgie Dang said, no, thank you. Can't be Matumbo style. So, uh, but well done by Mr. Uh, well done by Frank. Uh, over 233 and a half. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot of people out there, you know, had the under and uh, were very happy by Gorgie Dang's block shot there. And hopefully you had the Hawks because, my God, that was never in doubt. And, and honestly, the crazy thing was, you know, Trey Young, I think, had eight points in the first half. Yeah. He didn't really go berserk. Both him and LaMelo were three of 13 from the field at halftime. The uh, My ginger brother, Kevin Herter, a Terp, I believe his over-under on threes was two and a half. He had that in the first quarter. And then I never had a three again. Mm. Uh, Clint Capella, that was a, a prop that I looked at, didn't play. And he finished with 17 rebounds. Trey Young's over under on assists, 11 and a half. Finished with 11. Yeah, when you look at that Hornets team, I think the one thing that uh, MJ has to do, they have to get some size. I mean, they're a really small team. I mean, they had Miles Bridges guarding Capella. And it's just, you know, then Gallinari's Except on the court. before after he uh, threw his So what happened with the fan? Because I didn't see what instigated it. All I saw was like the, the last part of it. And the TV broadcast didn't really show the replay. So I was watching it here, so we didn't have the sound up. But he got ejected, double T. I boom, saw that. Boom. And then on his way to the locker room, mm-hmm. he took his mouthpiece and just threw it in anger. And it deflected off and hit a hand in the face. Oh, wow. <laughs> not, a, not a great look there for Miles Bridges. I mean, I'd be mad, too, if I was 6'4 and had to play center in the NBA. And guard Capella, who's what, 6'11"? He's a big dude. Yeah. Come on. Uh, by the way, the uh, play-in game, the other play-in game, winner. So the Hawks move on, and we should have a lineup momentarily if we don't already have it somewhere. Hawks will go on and play the Cavaliers. Uh, they will play on Friday night in Cleveland. And the winner of the Pelican Spurs will move on. And uh, Aaron says, uh, pick them. Yeah, I'm all on Atlanta. They look good tonight. Yeah. I think the public, if I had to guess, will probably be on Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe they'll be split. I'd be curious to see how that line moves. I think Cleveland's a good team, but only when they're full strength. So if they had Colin Sexton and Jarrett Allen to go along with the group currently, I I would pick the Cavs. But they're just not talented enough on offense overall to lose Allen and Sexton. You know, I just think Atlanta eventually pull away just like they did today. They were were impressive. Uh, And New Orleans... For a second straight year, gets thumped in the play-in tournament. So, Charlotte, you mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah, they used to be New Orleans. They used to be New Orleans. They changed their name, went back to Charlotte. They were the Bobcats. They didn't go back to Charlotte as a franchise. Whatever you guys know. Twenty-four, twenty-two. By the way, New Orleans Pelicans. They lead the San Antonio Spurs. They went off. I think that had some late Spurs money come in at some shops and went down to five. So uh, that was kind of bouncing around. But twenty-four, twenty-two. Uh, good start for me. Hopefully, this is the pace of the entire game. You took the under. I have the under. Yeah, let's go, man. So let's. Uh, I need three outs. Who we got? Who we three outs. Oh yeah, we got Blue Jays there. Who's the closer for the Blue Jays? Ooh, nice uh, reverse there at the buzzer. So twenty six twenty two as we head to the second quarter. The Pelicans have the lead over the San Antonio Spurs. I thought about taking the Pelicans. Ultimately, opted out. 
and uh, rolled with the total, which I'm sure will end tragically. Romano for your boy. For president. Jordan Romano, Romano, we trust. There you go. Sean needs three outs at Yankee Stadium for the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, he didn't to shave. I know team. he got this. <laughs> yeah, he bowed it, bowed it. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. We're up and running. Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made from fruit with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The play-in tournament continues. Got the 9-10 matchup in the West. The Atlanta Hawks moving on with the thumping of the Charlotte Hornets earlier tonight as C.J. McCollum. I know that brings up bad memories, but he's he's cooking right now. I like C.J. McCollum. I don't mind that he beat Duke in the NCAAs. Lehigh. He's teammates with Zion Williamson and uh, Brandon, Ingram. Brandon Ingram now. So he's a Dukie. Brandon Ingram, also a prolific Duke career, losing to Mercer in the first round. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but 30-25 to 25 is the score right now New Orleans Leading San Antonio 10-27. I think right now, just that's good. Just just call the game. Yeah, just talk for a second. I got Aaron Judge at the plate with one on. <laughs> and I need two outs. Aaron Judge, by the way, uh, while we were watching, what was that, the seventh inning? Yeah, he hit a monster he ball. Hit a, he hit a towering fly ball that, I'll just say this. I don't want to call anyone out. Some believed it was a home run. Yeah. And it's not Sean. Maybe behind a microphone somewhere. But... It was not, and uh, right now, 6-4, to four, the Toronto Blue Jays leading the Yankees. Sean needs, what, Toronto? Yeah, I just need Toronto to win. They're up 2 Close 2-0 out. count. A three-legger? All right. Is that what you had, three-legger? Yes. Okay. It's never easy in baseball. Well, It, it really isn't. Well, three-leggers are never easy. You took. I hit them all the time. I'm sure you never lose. I didn't say that now. But I generally like have a large bet on one particular piece of the three-legger, which is my main play. It was the Rangers tonight, right? Is that what your favorite? Yeah, play? Rangers uh, puck line. There you go. They won 4-0. 2-1 count. My guy Jordan Romano is pitching to Aaron <laughs> Judge. Jordan. Oh, yes. Great breaking ball. Okay, now we got it to 2-2, folks. My God. Yes. Nah. Oh, I might go get a Jordan Romano jersey. If better, he can get out of this. Yeah, I was going to say, you better, better, don't count your chickens yet. Well, I'm just saying if he can get out of this. I'm not trying to mush myself. I mean, I'd rather a lot of people be at the plate than uh, Mr. Judge. But maybe we throw something in the dirt, he'll chase it. I wouldn't give him anything to hit right here, Mr. Romano. 
Uh, 36 to 27, Pelicans Got him. leading. There you go. There we go, baby. All right. One more out. For all of you that did the uh, two clap before the previous break, I really appreciate it. We're one out from the good guys winning tonight. It'll be exciting. I hope so. I'm pulling for you. Yeah. Pulling for you, Sean. We're pulling for you last night, too. I really didn't know who Jordan Romano was before tonight, but I'm, I'm a fan now. <laughs> Any clothes that doesn't shave that, like, looks rough, like he hangs out the night before, recuperates during the first eight innings, and is fresh for inning nine to come and, and put this work in. I'm all for that. By the way, uh, Pelicans. That'll your, do it. Slow your roll. That'll there. do it. There you go, Sean. Never in doubt. Nice winner. Yeah, nightcap wins, baby. 3-0 sweep today. Mets reverse run line. How about that? Got Scherzer as a dog. And laid the one and a half for plus one, I think 165. Had the Rangers puck line, which uh, I think it was plus 122. And then took the the, the Blue Jays as a, a road dog today with Robbie Ray on the round on the mound. Got it done. I could have taken the Blue Jays reverse puck line too, but I want to get greedy. We need to do like a, a live stream while you make these bets. Oh, yeah. Because people come in and you're just peacocking about bets that they didn't know that you made. Well, I'll show you. I'm not saying you didn't make them. I know you. I always show you, I'm not saying you don't make them. So I'm telling you, I don't. People want to join the process. So I didn't know what mushing was before I got here. (laughs) And we were watching that college basketball game. Until you did it multiple times. And unfortunately, my comments ended up leading to uh, our producer, (laughs) Aaron, uh, losing a bet that seemed like he couldn't lose. And... I've tried to post a public play thing on Twitter, and it just doesn't work. It always jinxes me. So what I'm thinking about doing is creating a paid firewall. No, don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah, there you go. Here you go. I, I, I'm yeah, not, no, 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 no. So I trust Mets, one and a half. The hell of a hit. What's that? Uh, Rangers. And then uh, the last one was the, the uh, Blue yeah. Jays. Mets, yep. yep. Mets plus 160, Rangers plus 120, and Blue Jays plus 147. Yeah. Good little hit there Woo! for you. All right. Okay. Back to business. Feeling good? You're always good when you got a, a, I, absolutely. a three-team parlay with all plus money. It's a very nice yeah, hit. Yeah, come on, man. Sean is happy. Happens every day. And then I had a really I had a really large bet on the Rangers puck line, like just by itself. So gotta let the people know, Pucks Adonis. Yeah. My, my phone didn't ring, but that's cool. It never rings. It's, it's nice, you know. You know what? I apologize because I felt really strongly about Rangers puck line. Uh, the Flyers played yesterday. You know, they're so desperate for bodies. They brought up the kid from Michigan, and he actually played, you mm-hmm. know, after the Frozen Four. So they just got beat, what, 9-2 or something by the Caps? Yeah, Caps beat them. Yeah, then they're playing the Rangers the following night. Rangers are trying to get a little better slotting. I just felt like it was a good spot. Check my phone. Yeah, I apologize. I, I didn't text you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, that's cool. so my buddy... It owns my little bougie cigar lounge, you know, yeah. the private joint. They have another location that they just opened up on Sahara. And so we were there supporting him. So I kind of was like, mm. you know, doing the. Yeah, because text messages take a long time. It takes about, you know, you can just say. Like, well, I got distracted. You can just say Rangers and, you know, that, that. I'd be like, oh. Would you have played the, it? The bat signal. Oh, yeah, the bat signal. It's Pucks or Damas. Yeah, oh, okay. No. All right. Fired away. Yeah. But I'm happy for you. Good Thank hit. You, man. Good hit for you. Now let's go under in the Pelican Spurs and it'd be nice. It'd be nice here. So uh, update on the Pelican uh, Spurs. 
36 to 27, I believe is where we stand right now with the uh, 38 to 29. I beg your pardon. 829 to go. Uh, live total is sitting at 218 and a half. So a little wiggle room there off to a slower start. By the way, CJ McCollum and uh, Brandon Ingram off to very impressive starts. More so McCollum. And I stared at it. I don't do player props all that often. I stared at his player prop today. I'm like, 26? I think that's doable. He's got 17 already. He's been tremendous. Six of eight from the field. Uh, for CJ McCollum, 11 points for Brandon Ingram and a poster already in this game as uh, he sits at 23 and a half. Heading into today, uh, DeJounte Murray off to a uh, slower start. Just four points so far for uh, the, st- the Spurs star with a tremendous last name. Uh, Kelton Johnson, no points, so not great there for you if you played the over on 19 and a half. And then Jonas Valanciunas, already six boards, so almost halfway there to his total, which was sitting at 12 and a half. So 38-29, got a media timeout, eight and a half minutes to go, second half. Pelicans looking to make it 4-0 for the favorites straight up. Favorites are 2-1 ATS so far. Earlier tonight, it was a no contest, 132-103, under comes home. All three unders so far, so we'll see if it can be a clean sweep, Sean, mm-hmm. of the unders. And uh, we do have a line out for Atlanta and Cleveland. That'll be the early game on Friday night. And it looks like DraftKings is the only place that you could get yourself a pick because everywhere else has Atlanta minus one and a half uh, so far. So here in town, Westgate has Atlanta minus one and a half. Looks like some offshore shops. Atlanta laying some points, but DraftKings does have Atlanta-Cleveland a pick with a total of 225, 225 and a half, depending What'd on What did you get you pregame on the total? I got 225 and a half. 225 and a half. Okay. Look, I look. can get in-game right now, I can get over 223 and a half for plus 109, but that's pushing it with you. Yeah. Hey. I can also get Spurs plus four and a half. Uh, nothing jumps out at me. Yeah, I we'll like, follow it. I felt like today, yesterday was a great opportunity to get the Cavaliers in game. Mm-hmm. I think that was up to like 19 or so. Uh, obviously, they covered the the pre flop spread. Right now, the way this game is, it's playing, really it's really about on the the pre the pre uh pre game numbers. It's about right there. Yeah, I don't feel great about where I sit right now with the total. That's for sure. Yeah, I was looking to take a over. Well, because it moves so much, yeah. so I didn't want to go against it. But uh, yeah, I kind of missed the click because I was waiting to ask you the question. They had plus two twenty and a half and mm. plus one twenty one. Yeah, Pelicans are are starting to shoot it well. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this uh, this game unfolds. Eight point lead though for the Pels against the Spurs, wrapping up the nine ten portion. As now the Pelicans see this. Is, why do I bet on now the Pelicans can't miss? I missed the boat. <laughs> 3-0 to the unders, and now the Pelicans are like, oh, yeah, we'll just make everything. everything. We'll talk some NFL draft with Matt Friedman coming up next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. 
Join four free Fantasy Hoop contests and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash BodyArmorEdge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports strength. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Quick update before we head to our next guest. Pelicans leading the Spurs 45-39. to Threes have been raining lately, which is not ideal. Still slightly under the pregame total at 220.5. I don't feel great because it isn't under, but nothing I can do about it now. I mean, I guess I could try to get off of it, but you know what? We'll ride strong here, Sean. 225 and a half to the under. We'll see what happens. Just trust it. I'll believe. Yeah. I'll believe. Well, there is one bet that I do believe in. I think I might double down on. But before I do so, maybe I'll talk to our next guest and see if he agrees. It is Matthew Freeman, who is uh, the director of content over at Fantasy Pros. He has joined our program uh, the past handful of weeks to talk NFL draft. Always appreciate the time, Matt, at Matt F. The Oracle on Twitter. Uh, before we get into your latest mock and some of the bets that you put out there most recently, I'm curious your thoughts on this play, and you could still get it here in Las Vegas at, a, I think, a reasonable price at minus 152. We broke down wide receivers earlier this week. Sean had a couple that he really liked, deep class, and you keep seeing the price tag for wide receivers go up and up and up. They're now the second most highly paid position in the league. Over five and a half receivers at minus 152. Where are you on that particular prop in the draft? Guys, thanks for having me on the show. I think that's a really interesting number right there. If you look around 150 odds, that gives you, you know, like 60% uh, or so implied probability. Uh, and I think it's probably more like 75% that we see more than, uh, was the number five and a half, more than five and a half wide receivers go. I think we could see five uh, receivers go in the top 15, top 18. And so that leaves a number of picks available after that for a wide receiver to go Green Bay has two picks, you know, 22 uh, and then 28, where they could see a wide receiver. Kansas City picks 29 and 30. One of those landing spots could be perfect for a wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you could see it. And let's say that there's one of the, the bigger name wide receivers who slips down. You could even see the Lions maybe at pick number 32 taking a wide receiver. So I think you have multiple outs for how it is that you get over five and a half here. I think we see six. Honestly, if I had to set a number here, I think six and a half might be a better number than five and a half. Yeah, I would agree because the only scenario, Matthew, Tim, where I think there are under five and a half receivers is if because of the dearth of talent in this wide receiver class, teams decide to attack another position that may have a scarcity. And by that, I mean someone wants Kenyon Green from A&M and then somebody trades up for Linderbaum from Iowa you know, to, to kind of use the approach, we can still get a quality wide receiver middle to second round because, you know, we have a lot of them rated with high grades. But I'm with you. I think the opposite is going to happen. I think the movement that you see on draft day in the first round from a trade standpoint, Matthew, is going to be guys trading up because they targeted a particular wide receiver, whether it be Drake London or Jamison Williams or, or Garrett Wilson or, or the guy that I love, Christian Watson. I think that's what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I, I like that. I think you could see Jahan Dotson and Christian Watson, who are kind of on the round one, round two borderline. I think you could see both of them go near the end of round one. And both of them, you know, arguably have the talent to justify that move. We're talking once again to Matthew Freeman. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Matt F. The Oracle. Uh, before we get into some of your bets, uh, most recent bets, let's just get your latest thoughts on, on where we stand with the number one pick. Uh, Trevon Walker is now 3-1 to one at DraftKings. I've seen shorter odds around. Uh, there continues to be that speculation. I think Tony Pauline today tweeted out or put, said it on his podcast that multiple teams he has heard have Walker as their number one rated player. Sean loves Walker. Uh, not that he doesn't like Hutchinson, just likes Walker a little bit more. So at 3-1, to one, that's what, an implied probability of around 25%. Where are you on Walker at those odds to play him to be the number one pick? Yeah, I don't think his odds are quite that good. But I, I will say, you know, being the degenerate that I am, I have taken a <laughs> – it's, it's, you're laughing because it's true. Uh, you know, I've taken a, a fourfold approach where, you know, Hutchinson, he is the likeliest guy to be the number one pick. I still think that is true. But, you know, out of, out of the guys beneath him at edge rusher, you know, Trevon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then at offensive tackle, Evan Neal, Akemakwanu, I think any of those four guys could also be the number one pick. And so I think if you place maybe a half unit on each of those guys, there ends up being some value there and you're not really going too heavy on the number one position, but I wouldn't bet on Hutchinson at this point, given his odds. If I had to bet on other guys, it would be one of those four, not Hutchinson. All right. Uh, let's get to a bet, uh, a couple bets that you made recently, and we're going to break down. And by we, I mean, Sean, uh, the running back position <laughs> coming up top of the hour. And it, it's interesting when you look at different people, and I don't know Sean. Sean doesn't let me know, so I don't know who he has rated number one. Uh, but it's interesting based off of the odds that it seems rather overwhelming that Brees Hall will be the first running back selected, sitting at minus 250, Kenneth Walker at 2-1 to one there at DraftKings. So uh, you recently fired away on, uh, on Brees Hall to be the first running back selected. Why? You know, if you look at this running back class in comparison to last year's class, people will say it doesn't have some of the the big name firepower, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, both first rounders last year. But I think Brees Hall stacks up pretty well with those guys. He's young. He's entering the league early. He's got good size, uh, you know, ran under a 4.4 second 40 time. He's got a well-rounded three down skill set. He's not the best runner in this class. I think Kenneth Walker, the third is the best runner, but Brees Hall, I think has the best combination of running capability and receiving capability. And so you put all of that together. I, I mean, I never am one who thinks you should take a running back in the first round, but we saw two go in the first round last year. And I think Brees Hall stacks up favorably with those guys that given that Kenny Walker just hasn't shown the receiving capability that we've seen out of Brees Hall, I think Brees Hall really deserves to be the number one back in this class. So yeah, I'm, I'm invested in him at minus 250 odds to be the number one back selected. So there's some unique uh, ways to bet the NFL draft. And, you know, here in Vegas, they're, they're starting to trickle out a little bit more and more as we're getting, you know, closer and closer to the draft, but DraftKings and, and other spots, uh, if you have access to those places, have different ways to bet it. And you can bet over under on players from conferences being selected. Let's jump to the Pac-12. 
Uh, what did you call the the Pac-12 this year? The cupcake? Uh, what was it? What did we call the Pac-12? I don't know. We'll, we'll think about. Yeah, the cupcake conference, I believe, is what you called them. So we know Kayvon Thibodeau, Matt, is going to get drafted in the first round. Drake London, Devin Lloyd, probably yeah, and Trent McDuffie. So that's four. But the the line is set at four and a half. Are we going to see a fifth Pac-12 player selected in the first round? Man, I I think. If we see one, it all comes down to Kyler Gordon, who is, you know, kind of on that round one, round two borderline. But honestly, I think he's more of a round two player than a round one player. If we happen to see five, it's purely Kyler Gordon going in the bottom three picks, probably of the first round, just to ruin this bet for us. But I do think that there's value on under four and a half because in the super majority, the vast super majority of sharp mocks I've surveyed, Kyler Gordon is not present in round one. Let's go to the ACC. Uh, Iki Aquanu, he'll be drafted. Kenny Pickett, Jermaine Johnson, Andrew Booth. Uh, the line is set at four and a half. Do we see a fifth ACC player in the first round? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it's Zion Johnson, who is in a lot of mock drafts, sharp mock drafts that you see out there. And then there's also a chance. I doubt that we see Sam Howell sneak into the bottom of round one, but you never know. The Lions at the end of round one with that 32nd pick may be trying to get a quarterback with that fifth year on the contract. Maybe Sam Howell is a guy that they select. So it's not just coming down to Zion Johnson. Sam Howell also factors into this bet a little bit. But yeah, Zion Johnson, I think it's a near 90% chance that he is drafted within round one. So I think there's significant value over four and a half ACC players taken in the top 32. All right. I like that. Over four and a half ACC players, under four and a half Pac-12 players. Uh, real quickly, uh, we got 30 seconds. Quarterbacks, how many go in the first round right now? I'm leaning towards three. The Desmond Ritter hype is starting to feel fairly real. And so I think we are very locked in with those top two guys that everyone knows about. But I think Desmond Ritter or Matt Coral, one of those guys, I think ends up sneaking into round one. So if I had to bet it now, I'd go over two and a half. Follow Matt on Twitter. He's a great follow Good this stuff, time of Matt. year. At Matt F. The Oracle. Matt, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great night. There he is. Matt Freeman will get you updated on the play-in game next. The NFL Draft is here in Las Vegas, folks, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts like the one we have from Matt Newmans. Check it out, vcin.com. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, he'll give his draft insights. We've got a first-round pick in Mike Pritchard. We've got Sean King, gentleman right here. He breaks down things, including running backs, later on, coming up top of the hour. And, of course, the voice of the Raiders, legendary Brent Musburger. He will have his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only 19 bucks. Head on over to VEASAN.com slash spring. Tell you what, CJ McCollum, and he is pretending. Well, he's living like a dream. The San Antonio Spurs are wearing those white Duke uniforms because that dude is on 
Hi-ya! Well, well, look at it this way. This is a dream come true for him. For all of the work he's put in since getting into the NBA, he's never really gotten any credit because he's played next to Damian Dang. Lillard. Yep. So this is an opportunity for him to kind of establish that, okay, I'm in that upper echelon of NBA players myself. And it's why I think the Boston Celtics Brooklyn Nets series is so fascinating. If Jason Tatum outplays Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Boston wins this series, he's now in the conversation for best player in the NBA. You know, I mean, that's all that was was missing from his resume, right? Was this kind of playoff success? Now, granted, winning one first round series, you know, is not going to make him that. But I wouldn't he's say not even best in the, player, but, but he, certainly he'd be up in the if he goes upper if he goes head to head with Kevin Durant and he's averaging thirty plus and. You know, he's making winning shots at the end of games. Well, the next round, I'll tell you this. If he does that, mm-hmm. and then the next round right. beats a gentleman by the name of Giannis. But you can't get to the next round until no, you do it. absolutely. Right. And absolutely. so my thing is, there's kind of a change in the guard happening. Dwayne Wade retired, even though Melo's not considered. Melo's about to retire. Russell Westbrook's not the same. Triple-double, you know, best in the league conversation. Steph Curry, even. You know, battle some injuries again for the first time in a while. You know, you got Durant sitting there. People aren't going to put Kyrie. They don't like Kyrie, right or wrong. You know, just some is it's always something with him. So, I think that works again. James Harden looks like he's over the hill. So, now you're just talking about Giannis, who's a class all of his own, in my opinion, and then the big guys, Jokic and, and Embiid. So, you know, he's right there on that outside, that next group. This could put him in the, the first group. By the way, we have reached the half. Uh, in New Orleans, 61-50. to 50. Pelicans with the lead over the Spurs. That is 111 points. Second half line is San Antonio minus one, a total of 110, which would put us at 221. Hmm. It's going to be an easy one. Easy under, right, Sean? This one is hey. just going to fly under. <laughs> what I tell you about the NBA? <laughs> last four minutes. That's right. Don't worry about it until the last four minutes. Uh, yeah, and as Aaron got in my ear, uh, let's let's show the graphic uh, here. If you if you wanted a no sweat bet, yeah, CJ McCollum over. Yeah, you got it. You're good. Just go to sleep. You don't. Have, you know, game's over. You're good. Just go to bed. Twenty seven well, points. So what's he on pace for? Fifty four. <laughs> wow. I mean, unbelievable. CJ McCollum couldn't miss in that first half. He went ten of twelve from the field, two of three from three, five free throws. Uh, I guess if you went bonkers all in on the former Lehigh Mountain Hawk, you need some more rebounds, you need some more assists, but he has been tremendous, 27 points. As for Brandon Ingram, 13 points. He's still on pace for his over uh, at 23 and a half as he's got 13 points right now. And uh, as for DeJounte Murray, he's sitting with just four at the break, so you need some work there, but... What a second quarter for the Pelicans, outscoring the Spurs 35-28. to They go into the locker room up 11, 61-50. Earlier tonight, it was all Hawks, 132-103. We will see if all four games can go under and if all four favorites can win outright. The Nets, of course, did not cover as they won but did not cover. So uh, the winner of this Pelicans-Spurs game will go on to play the Clippers on Friday night. I'll tell you this. I'd be curious what that line is. If this result is similar in the second half, let's say the Pelicans win by 10, 12. Mm-hmm. 
How big of a favorite are the Clippers on Friday night? That'll be. Oh, I'm fading the Clippers. I, I know. They're going to be favored. The Spurs. Right. They're going to be favored. I'm playing the Pelicans. No, no. Pelicans, if they win. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. Pelicans will play the Clippers. Right. In L.A. Yeah. Yeah. At the crypto. Ugh. Whatever. Sorry. Center. I have had uh, that's okay. multiple brain farts. That's why we're teammates. Because See? that's why I'm getting called out on Twitter for. Um, by the way, I, I do have a Twitter handle, folks. It's at uh, one Tim Murray. And uh, you don't just have to refer to me as Sean's co host. <laughs> what up, SMG? Your oh, co host be hating on your bets. Every time he says, I'm rooting for you, means he's not. What do I have to say? Do you want me to, like, get on the table for you and, like, do a little dance for hey, your, for your calm bets? Calm down, calm down. Well, I just want to know. Don't get all up in your panties. Well, I need to know what I need to say for people to believe me that I'm cheering for my guy, Sean King. Well, change who you are as a person. <laughs> That'd be a good place to start. I mean, I'll say this. I don't go on the opposite side of your bets, you know, mid-game and say, I'm taking the other side. Let's try to middle this thing, which you've done on multiple occasions. Well, I'm pulling from my pockets. And but, so if we but, middle, but if yet, we middle, but yet that means we both win. But yet I'm the hater for not, what, cheering loud enough for you? Yeah, I'll just have my I, I love Sean King's bets T-shirt. Can we get those made? So listen, when you come from like the entitled, you know, upper, you upper keep, echelon suburb, that you, you are a in, millionaire listen, NFL player. Listen, I, I'm talking about as a child. Oh, okay. So I don't you, know your you upbringing. Get, you get insulated from the reality of the rest of the country. So like, you can't pull the sheets over the eyes of our viewers and our listeners because they're blue collar. They work for it. They got it the hard way. So, see, they can hear the sarcasm in your tonation. Even though your words, if evaluated by themselves, would say and signal support. This is the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. I'm just saying they can feel it. Like, yeah, he's not really pulling for King Bet. Like, he's saying it, but I don't feel it. You done? I'm just telling you. Can't wait to hear your running backs. I'm gonna be very excited to hear them. Yeah, it's not. It's not as exciting. I don't love the group, but we'll we're gonna get to it. Uh, there was a uh, been a lot of rumors, and this is where we're at. You know, yesterday we talked about the you need the, to change the Matt Corral rumor uh, that he's going six. He's not going six. Desmond Ritter continues to get. He's not going in the first round either. Uh cigar bet? No, I'm not going cigar bet you. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I I think Desmond Ritter does sneak into the first round. It, all right, let me ask you this: If a quarterback outside of the the main two, Pickett and Willis, who do you think is that third quarterback? No one. But there's not three quarterbacks going in the first round. Garbet. Hmm. Let me think about it. It's gonna be a sweat. There shouldn't be any. For me, it would be a, it would be a sweat. Uh, but you you do have the line there sitting at minus two twenty five to the over. So indicator. Yeah, I don't think three are going in the first round. I don't. I just don't. Make that bet. Let me think about it. I don't know. Um, I agree with you mm-hmm. that three quarterbacks shouldn't go in the. See, this is where. 
This is where right. we're going to dip. Because I totally agree. Three quarterbacks absolutely should not go in the first round. However, as we have talked about and why I love wide receivers over five and a half, and I wouldn't say I love over two and a half quarterbacks because I agree the talent isn't there, but you're looking at a team like Detroit sitting at 32. They also have picked 34. If you're Detroit, you know you need a quarterback. It feels like it's an opportunity there to just grab, if you like Desmond Ritter or like Matt Corral or like Sam Howell, so then I get that extra year. So watch this. Here's why I don't think three are going in the first round. Because the quarterback group at the top is really strong next year. Agreed. So if you're Detroit, why would you waste a first-round pick when you could potentially be in position to get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud next year? Well, because maybe the Lions aren't thinking we're going to be in the position to draft a quarterback. A team that I think will be in position will be Atlanta. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback at eight. And I think they're okay with their situation of let's get another playmaker, not say we're tanking, but we kind of are, and then we're sitting in good position next year to get, you know, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I don't know if the Lions are. Maybe Marcus Mariota's going to have a comeback player of the year. Maybe he will. Type of season. We'll find out. Think about that. Yeah. Three. Yeah, I'm probably not going to bet you. But I would cheer for your bet, Sean. I would be all in on your bet right there. I would love it. Go, Sean. You're the best. Woo! This. This. This.